Welcome to Copilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows don't have the best starting episode, and giving it that second chance might just change your mind. Here we take that chance for you, and let you know our opinion on if a show deserves more than one shot. I'm Justice, alongside me is Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this time will be Shadowed Faith. I like how I've been demoted from co-pilot to just Josh. Alongside me is my co-pilot, Josh. No, not this time. <laughs> this time it's just Josh. I'm here. My pilot license was revoked. Too much alcohol. Yeah, you know why. So, Shadow of Faith is a sci-fi original show from 2017. Yep. It's one of those mini sci-fi shows that got like a season. Nobody yep. talked about it and it fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, which, let's face it, is kind of par for the course for sci-fi. The, the really crazy thing here, though, is Jay Baruchel stars in this show. Yeah. Like, I, I, you told me about the show. You said you saw a trailer for it on like one of those YouTube channels that you fall into. Yeah. Uh, somebody was talking about it. Like, was it a... Uh... I think it may have been Billiam, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, I think he like, like mentioned it briefly because he did. He was doing the whole like fucking lost media bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I think it was Billiam or Jordan or somebody. It may have been Jordan. It's one of the fucking two. One of the two people I watch who does lost media was either Jordan Friend or Billiam. And you were like, hey, there's this show featuring Jay Baruchel. He's, I have a love for Jay Baruchel's comedy roles. Yeah, I like him, but it always feels like I shouldn't like him as much as I do. It's weird. He's yeah. one of those weird people. I'm like, for some reason, you kind of give me like knockoff James Franco vibes, which is not a good vibe to give anyone. It's really weird because for me, he gives me, um, oh, the lead actor and accepted. Justin Long? He get, yeah, he gives me knockoff Justin Long vibes. Well, no, no, no. I get some Justin Long vibes from him for like his comedy and like romantic lead things that he's done. But the thing I'm saying that makes me feel bad about liking him is like, I get some knockoff James Franco vibes. What's wrong with James Franco? He just never feels good, like, to, to watch. There's also something about oh, my brain just goes, James mm-hmm. Franco. I was thinking Dave Franco. Yeah, no, no, Dave like, is different. I was like, what's wrong with Dave Franco? No, Dave is different. But J- James always feels like it's, it's like, slightly dirty. Like, like there's something about him that just makes me feel, like, slightly unclean. And is I think- the fact that he made an entire movie with Seth Rogen about sausages in a, in a um, supermarket? I guess. And- I think it's mainly because I don't like a lot of his comedy, like, humor. And he's just kind of played, like, the, the dirty, lazy guy in a bunch of things. And, was like, James- Pineapple Express is... Was James- James Franco and Freaks and Geeks? Yes. Huh. Huh. Yeah, they've known each other for a long time. So anyways, episode one, The Curse. Because if you're going to have <laughs> a sci-fi original show, how could you not have a title, an episode title, as supremely generic as The Curse? I mean, it could be worse. It could be like The Curse of the Cursed Orb or The Cursed One or some shit like that. Again, the, the show's title is Shadowed Faith. Yeah. Episode one is The Curse. We open on a city. Uh, it's medieval. It's nighttime. Yeah. We, we got... I don't... It's, they say medieval, but like they have gas lanterns. Yeah. It's like Victorian meets the fucking Middle Ages almost. Yeah. It, like there's a definite sense of like sword and, sword and board fantasy here. Yeah. But it's, I wouldn't say it's updated, but, like, there is some technology. Yeah, like, they have, like, nicer looking carriages. Like, you tell me medieval, I'm thinking, like, oh, it's a fucking, like, donkey pulling a fucking wagon. But we have, like, actual nice carriages. We still yeah. use horses and shit, but, like, actual nice carriages and whatever. And for some reason, I know this isn't the case, but for some reason, most of the time when I think medieval, I don't think, like, cobbled roads. I think, like, Dirt path and shit? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this has cobbled roads. Because <laughs> on this opening scene, we get the very, like, stereo... Clippity-clop. Yeah, but like it's like an actual like city that you would I assumedly find in, like the Middle Ages, so it would have cobble treats and shit, and they have gas lamps and stuff. But anyways, we come past that, and we kind of pull down into an alleyway. And in this alleyway, we go up a staircase, mm-hmm. and there's a door, and it just says Jonas. 
and then we see a guy walk up, open the door, and walk in. Which, honestly, that's such a baller move. Like, it, it just has Jonas, and then there's, like, this weird symbol below it. Like, yeah. It's kind of like an eye, but it's within a, like, a hand is holding it. Yeah. Um, also, the eye has, like, a fucking sun in the middle for the fucking iris. That's weird. It, it like, it's so very much somebody was trying to, like, it, it evoke detective, but, like, didn't know how to do yeah, it. Yeah, because it's like, here's the eye for a fucking private eye, and but also, like, there's a fucking Hanma-like thing going on here. <laughs> That'll make sense in a moment. Um, we learn very quickly that the guy who walked in is our main character, Jonas, played by Jay Baruchel, and he is a detective slash cleric or former cleric. They are unclear about that, but he has magic and faith. So the really weird thing is, I get the idea that he's a detective. Easy, yeah. easy. To, they say he's a former cleric. Well, they never just try to call him a former cleric. They're just like and weird I, about it. Like the cleric is the term that they use when they like talk about. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but like, are we talking like D and D clerics? He could, he could like divine smite your ass. Or are you looking like he was a priest? Yeah, I got no fucking idea. <laughs> Anyways, so he enters and it's like a small, dingy little apartment with some like you can see a gas fixture, but he kind of has it lit by candles. Yeah, and they're they're really melted down. So I assume. So I'm gonna go and get this out of the way. This is like a fucking detective noir pastiche, but in a fantasy world. So my immediate assumption here is from seeing dingy apartment and look, he has gas fixtures for like gas lamps, but he's using really run down candles my assumption is he's hard up for money because every fucking detective noir story they're always hard up for money until someone walks in to give them a case yeah uh he then walks over to a bookshelf and pulls down like a fake book yeah and it has the same symbol from his door on it he opens the book and like pulls out a carved hand with the eye and the Mm -hmm. sun and then says time to get to work like he doesn't like he's like He's looking at it, holding it in his hand, and we, we got a view, shot from him from the back, and he goes, time to get to work. And then... Except he doesn't say it like that, because it's fucking Jay Baruchel. So it's like, he's trying to be serious, but it's still Jay Baruchel, so you have like that kind of nasally voice that I can't replicate. Time to get to work. Yeah, kind of, I guess. It, it's what it is. Uh, then the show gets its title card, and we get about a 15 second intro music with, honestly, it feels like this was an afterthought of a like intro yeah. video. Like they they it's just the actors, but like with swirly like not, not swirly backgrounds, but like distorted backgrounds that were definitely shot. Yeah, but they've also like layered like motion over it, like it, almost like a water motion kind of going across the screen. You know, what I'm talking about like a, or a smoke for a show that was made in 2017. This opening is definitively like 2004, 2005. Yeah, like the main shot we get of Jay Baruchel's character Jonas here is just oh look, you know how we saw that shot of him walking into the door. One, that's how the intro ends. It's he opens the door and then the intro just goes shadowed faith because why not but we see him like walking down an alley because oh look he's a detective and it's dark and gritty what i don't fucking know man uh uh so the show we get the shadow faith splash screen and then we cut to a, a sign hanging over the outside of a business yeah uh, it says Iron Crack, and it has straight up good like D and D medieval tavern name. Yeah, and like I'm down with it. The it does it says Iron Kraken in like a stylized font, and then yeah. underneath it has like a metal Kraken like yeah. drawn on the board. It looks like the Kraken like was trying to hold a sign before, like they were using it as like a signpost holder. Yeah, but there's nothing below it anymore. Yeah, and then we cut we follow it, the camera into the mm-hmm. building, and it's a very like dark tavern. There's a yeah. bar. Um, and this is, this, this surprised me. We, we get a shot of the bartender. Yeah, boy. And like, okay, so I love Gallivant. Gallivant's fantastic. If it's, you haven't watched Gallivant, watch Gallivant. It's easily like top 10 favorite shows of all time. Yeah. But, uh, there's a character called Gareth. Yes. He plays the bodyguard to Osmond's yeah. king and eventually becomes king himself. Yep. Uh, I don't remember the actor's name. 
Okay, so he's also in Arrow. Briefly, he plays uh, Danny Burke Burkewell. And for some people, they're more likely to know him from his role in X-Men X2, where he plays... <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch. He's the juggernaut, bitch. It, it's Vinny Jones. <coughs> uh, he does a lot of character act work, kind of as like the big burly bad guy most of the time. But here he is, washing a glass with, with a dirty towel behind a bar. Yeah. Uh, it's... And then he approaches Jonas because, like, Jonas is just nursing, like, an alcoholic drink of some sort. I assume L. Let's go with L. I also love that, like, this is a fantasy world. It's distinctly a fantasy world. And and he... When he walks up to Jonas, he calls him fucking Padre. Yeah, he's like... (laughs) We get this, like, backstory that he's a cleric, but, like, here's the... Here's the... Which means this leather jacket that I was telling you was his vestments. Like it has the symbol of his church yeah, on it. Yes, um, has to be like the vestments of the f- of of the church priesthood. Or maybe only like clerics can have like the symbol because he has like that little pin on like the lapel almost. Yeah, I was like, this has to be his like cleric stuff because the bartender immediately recognizes him as like a. Priest. Or he might just know him from other things. <laughs> well, then why would he be asking if he's in the right place? He's like. Are you sure you sure you belong here, Father? Whatever. Uh, Bear Sheriff replies with like a pithy, like I'm not here to preach or whatever. Um, but he's you know he's just looking for information. Um, apparently there's a missing relic that is like apparently in town now, like it's missing but traveling through town. Yeah, I, I assume like some shady organizations try to sell it or something. Yeah. And he's heard rumors that you know maybe the bar knows something. Well, maybe Vinny's scared to know something. But do we ever get a fucking character name for Vinny's? Character? No, Vinny is the bartender. Like they even listen in the credits as bartender okay bartender not barkeep that's dumb oh yeah this show this okay sh- <laughs> it implies he doesn't own the iron crack and he just works there <laughs> <laughs> anyways though so classic like bullshit uh the barkeep's just like i may or may not have heard something who knows and barishel's just like here's money and they it- use gold coins like ducats yeah and like the best part is he he drops the, the gold on the counter yeah. and Vinny looks at him like reaches across the counter and grabs it and goes I might know something and we cut to uh Jay Barishel's Jonas walking down an alleyway no no he's like I might know something streets aren't safe that's like it I I think the show is implying that he tells us that he tells Jonas more yeah but it's just not telling us I like is- the idea they just like I might know something fun fact it's dangerous outside thanks for the money <laughs> you still gotta pay for your drink yeah <laughs> But so yeah, we see Jonas walking down a dark alleyway again because of course, and we hear like the sounds of like a fight and a scuffle, and then we a woman screaming. Yep, yep. And we see a woman surrounded by like a bunch of thugs, and they got a knife to her throat. And Jonas just walks into the scene, and, like he, he's he's just let her go, like yeah. in in the most like Batman-y way. Jay Baruchel can. Yeah, he's like, like, this is probably the weirdest role I've seen for Jay Baruchel because, like, he's done serious roles. Honestly, before, like, it reminds me of his Sorcerer's Apprentice role. Understandable. I was gonna say it reminds me of his role in Nick and Nori's Infinite Playlist, where he plays Tao. Okay, uh, yeah. Kate Dennings, horrible ex-boyfriend who's just a douche. Let her go. Yeah, it kind of reminds me where he's like acting all tough, like in that. Yeah, it makes me think of that. Fair. It like. Character-wise... But not as douchey. Like, okay, so Sorcerer Apprentice, he's not, like, acting tough enough. Yeah. But aesthetically, it's a similar character. I would agree. There's some pithiness one-liners here. You her knight in shining armor here to swoop in and rescue her. And then he pulls out a mace. So I assume maybe more D&D as cleric, because he has a fucking mace. I, I like how this mace, and it's, it's it's similar to something that like went on in um Buffy. Yeah, where, where like, it just comes out of fucking nowhere, and he's like, it, it, what it's, the fuck were you carrying? It's in his leather jacket, yeah. his leather cloak, 
but like he's dead like it's definitely not there yeah ever in every other scene it's mm-hmm. only there when he needs to draw it because we're talking like a good like this is my forearm in length mace and then there's a head to the mace on it that's like the size of three fists yeah yeah like a hundred percent like it's not there except in the scenes where they need it but he has some line where he's like i don't like bullies or whatever and uh he kind of just like fights them off like it's not really a great fight scene to well, be like, honest there, there there's a there's a really decent like choreography moment where one of the thugs like swipe at him with a knife and he does that like back bend thing yeah while also swinging his mace up and hitting them in the chin yeah but that's like the only one good moment because then there's like that shitty like sword lock with the main like thuglier yeah but the guy just has a fucking knife and he has a mace and it's just against the bar of the mace and then he just kind of like lightly shoves it like it is bad. And the guy falls backwards, stands up, and then scrambles off. Uh, they, It's sci-fi though. Like, Yeah, I didn't have a lot of hopes for the fight scene. I'm, I will say, even though this is the same alleyway, like the set is obviously the same alleyway that's outside of his, yeah. his business. We just changed some of the lighting to make it even darker. Um, the sets look well designed. Like... Yeah, they're, they're, not bad. they're recycling and reusing, but like mm. they're not the worst. Yeah, they honestly, could be a lot, lot, lot worse. <clears throat> That's about the flickering lights down for like the few lights they have on inside buildings. Oh yeah, this to, like, is like mimic gas. It's actually really important that you mentioned the barkeep says the streets aren't safe these days because I forgot. But Jonas has a callback to that here after he rescues this woman, and it's it's a woman he knows already, Mia. They have some type of past relationship. That, um, but he's like, "Are you are you okay?" And yeah. she's like, "Yes, thank you." He's like, "You gotta be, you gotta be careful out here. It's." Dangerous dangerous yeah <laughs> and then he kind of just walks away and leaves her and for some fucking reason i recognized me as actress and i could not fucking place her okay so this is actually the best it's it's old becky oh fuck like roseanne like pre-sheriff pre-sarah chalk yes it's old becky okay i <laughs> why would i recognize her no, wait the connor's thingy like, was yeah her, that's why i would recognize her now connor started like the year after the show okay okay we're yeah. good yeah, I, but- I was just trying to be like but why the fuck would i recognize her now we're good i figured it out in my brain old becky so we are back at jonas's place and he's just like looking over a map of the city like trying to assumably you know figure out what this fucking relic is and then we get a nice little knock at the door and and in she walks and she's got legs up to here we actually don't do any of that bullshit, which I'm happy about. Because, like, yes, it's part of the classic noir detective gumshoe thing. And I do enjoy that genre. That's part of the reason why I said we should watch this. Mm-hmm. But that one's always annoying because it's always just like, it's just bad. It's very, very sexist most of the time. I do love a good inversion of it, though, where it's a guy walking in and we get to look up and down. But it's Mia. She, she like I said, she ha- they have to have a past history. Like, Well, yeah, because he greets her. He says Mia. He says her name when she walks in. Yeah. And, like, he's surprised to see her in his oh, office. Oh, wait. Oh, we, f- we forgot something, though. Um, Because he does say a line out loud before we get the knock. Yeah. He says the barkeep told him that it supposedly is in the old cathedral. So the barkeep actually does give him information because he's trying to figure out how the fuck he's supposed to get in there. Which I actually, I think, I, it's not in this episode and it's not in the second episode. But I, I hope the old cathedral, it, like, plays into the reason why he's a former priest or a former cleric. He's like, yeah. The old cathedral's abandoned. As far as we know, there's no new cathedral in town. And he's a former cleric. Like, those two things are too, like, obvious and, like... Yeah, like, we, we know from a later line that he has definitely recognized gods from other people. Because, like, they mention it briefly. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
I'd love it if, like, uh, I mean, it's never going to fucking happen. I mean, maybe, because there's, like, what, eight, ten more episodes? It's, like, a ten, twelve episode season thing. It's got ten episodes in season one. But, like, assumedly, I don't think they'd give enough fucks to, like, explain that in the first season. There's just definitely no fucking second season. But, like, it'd be cool if it's one of those situations where, like, his, like, religious order was, like, run out, do, like, something or some shit. But that's, like, a larger story arc that I don't think we're ever going to get to that thing. Yeah, it's, it feels very, like, the brown coats thing from yeah. um, Firefly, where, like, yeah. the brown coats have, like, this symbolic, symbol have this symbology tied to them but we only get like smatterings, smatterings of, of it, it. Because... and there definitely could have been more but uh show doesn't exist so like maybe maybe that's why barkeep knows he's like i mean who the, knows like the symbol is probably like yeah yeah okay either way though mia shows up and she's like obviously shows up and she's like i need your help uh and apparently her sister's gone missing yeah and she's pretty sure she got taken by a cult so so jonas is just like yeah sure i'll help you find your sister but first we gotta find a relic and she just gets like immediately wrapped up in his relic hunting. I but like I get I get it to a certain extent, right? Like he he wasn't like, oh, you gotta pay me. He was like, you're gonna help me with the thing I'm doing. Do you think he does pro bono detective work because he was a former cleric or is a cleric? I think I think he uh, probably like doesn't prioritize his bills properly. <laughs> yeah, like. But, um, so from there, we just cut to like straight up outside the cathedral and this is the worst looking set piece, Yeah, which I assume is because they definitely could not afford it. Like it very much kind of looked like an obvious card. Like it's just yes. like, we threw this image on here. It is bad green screen. It's like big and kind of dark. It's still night. And like the deterioration hey, hey, the looks wall, noticeably bad. The wall bad. in front of the cathedral is real though. <laughs> oh my God. The brick wall in front of the cathedral is real. <laughs> they climb up it. <laughs> You're not green screening that. I mean, you could. You put a green screen and then put a brick wall and they climbed up something else. Fair enough. But that would look worse than it does and cost more money. Because <laughs> they definitely don't have the budget to make it look good. Anyways, though, they get into the cathedral and, like, he's talking, he was talking before about how getting to the cathedral seemed hard. They literally climb over the wall and go in through a fucking broken window. Yeah. And, like, and this is why I think he has a past tie to this cathedral because, like, they get, they get in the cathedral and he immediately, like, turns down, like, one hallway, takes another yeah. hallway. And, like, stops at what looks like an empty wall mm -hmm. and pulls out his lockpicks and starts picking away at a hole in the wall. Yeah, he just, it's like, fucking hidden door, here we go. It's like, bro, what the fuck? You're not an elf. You don't get a hidden door check. <laughs> yeah, so he finishes picking the door and he's just like, stand back. The door opens and it's like a little dimly lit chamber. And there's just a fucking altar in the center with the missing relic, which is like a glowing crystal orb. And I'm just like, bro, it was this fucking easy for you to find this missing relic that assumedly... <laughs> Assumedly, uh, this cult's fucking trying to move through here because we have to tie it in somehow, obviously, right? I, I just love the fact that, like, they have this stolen relic, and instead of, like, keeping it in a box or something, they've, they've put it on the altar in this abandoned church. Yo, what if, because I'm gonna spoil it, yeah, it, it is the cult that kidnapped her sister, they have the relic. What if the cult's actually, like, the same religious organization that he was a part of? <laughs> just gone bad, which is why it's in this church on an altar that's already in the church? I mean, I guess that makes sense. And Mia then, like, has the weirdest line because she's like, that's it. That's what they've been looking for. Which, again, implies that the cult... Yeah. Like, like, like she's aware that her sister got kidnapped by a cult, so she definitely knows shit she's not telling us. Yeah. And Jonas is, like, immediately like, yes, they, we can't let them keep it. They, they can't... It can't fall into the wrong hands. Yeah. And then we hear a bunch of, like, footsteps hurrying down the halls. A bit of clanging, so I think some people are wearing armor or some shit, but we also like a lot of whooshy sounds, so I assume cultists have robes. Yeah. Like, we see the guys that come in have, like, layered robes yeah. on um so 
So Jonah's like, we have to go. They grab the orb and they make a run for it. But um, they're, they're oh. spotted by some cult Sorry, the, the cult members. The cult members that rush in are in a later scene. Yeah, like because they rush out of this room after grabbing the orb, but they do run into some cult members on their way. Yeah, and then uh, there's a chase scene mm-hmm. that could have been livened up with some yakety yak. <laughs> It's not that bad of a chase scene. It's just kind of obvious they don't have a lot of cathedral hallway made. So it feels very seamy. I love that this chase scene ends with them like running at the brick wall and like doing the like scampering over. And then like we hear the cult members following them. And then they just stop searching when they get to the brick wall. Like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck, bro? It's like, these these cult members saw the brick wall or like... No object permanence. I can't climb over that. Well, like That's impossible. It was made to keep people out. No one could get over it. Well, in this case, it was made to keep people in. Yeah. Anyways, though, we end up back at Jonas's apartment, and they're both, like, breathing really heavily, so assumably they've ran all the way back. Good call. Uh, they didn't get the note that the cult members stopped Don't know how walls work. Yeah, they, they didn't get that note. They were like, yeah. oh, uh... <laughs> So they're just like, we fucking got it. Like, damn. And and then Jonas is like, yeah, but I mean, it's it's still really fucking dangerous. And he's like setting the orb down and looking at it, trying to figure out what it is. And he's like, what do you come, the conclusion he comes to? It's dangerous. It's pretty dangerous. It has dangerous power. Well, I, like, I have no idea who wants it and why. I like the fact that he sets it on the table, starts examining it, sits down in his chair, like, and starts flipping through a book. And then Mia is like, <clears throat> what about my sister? We got the thing. What about my sister? And then he's just like, uh, we'll find her, but we have to be careful. We're up against something big. We'll find her. I promise. Flipping the page of the book. Like, uh, the show obviously had like a sense of humor to it. Yeah. I don't know if it hits, but. Yeah. So we next cut to the Aaron Kraken, which I haven't mentioned. Like the cuts in this show aren't bad, but like a lot of them are kind of just jumpy. Like they have a few all right fades and transitions, but it's kind of obvious they didn't have the budget to like go through the edit and make it like really nice and pretty and have great scene transitions because that takes too much film of filming extraneous things to transition from. Yeah. Also, assumedly, some of these were commercial spots. Actually, this was probably a commercial spot, now that I think about it. Yeah, the, the cut is a little harsh. Yeah. So we are back at the Iron Kraken, and they're just sitting around discussing their next plan, which um, their next plan is to figure out who's behind this. So particularly who's behind the cult and the relic. They know the cult is behind the relic, but they don't know who is in the cult. And it's at this point, Jonas... Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, it's at this point Jonas like interrupts their conversation mid conversation. Yeah, and goes and goes. Wait, a, like he holds his finger up and he stands up and he goes to the bar. Yeah, and he he's like, "Hey, bartender, you knew about where the relic was. What what else aren't you telling me?" Yeah, and then it's just like this is the part where he's talking about. Um, he kind of threatens the barkeep into. Well, no, they get <clears throat> the barkeep and him go into the, like the fucking back room of the bar. Like he drags him back there, and he's then just like what aren't you telling me tell me everything or like i'll set my gods upon you or some shit like that i'll bash your brain in with this mace that i'm definitely not carrying right now yeah. i'll bash your brain in with this mace that i'm definitely not carrying right now yeah yeah so uh vinnie jones big man cowers it's such a weird casting choice. Like, they, yeah. they they obviously casted vinnie jones with the idea that like oh he looks intimidating yeah and then like in his second set of scenes we're like okay so you're gonna be cowering away from jay barishal yeah which i mean i guess it's fine like it actually it is perfectly fine obviously yeah they're roughly the same height like yeah one's just like super skinny and the other one played the fucking juggernaut bitch and was a professional footballer yeah but anyways uh vinnie's character like cowers and she's like it's the black hand the black hand's other one behind this like it, it's the black hand and then jonas in a directorial choice that tells me the director thinks we should know more about this world than we already know yeah Jay Baruchel takes a step away from Vinny and goes, the black hand? I should have known. But again, I mean, he says it like more scared than that, but yeah. 
And then Mia, who's just fucking coming at some point during this, is just like, who are they? So we get our exposition. Uh, they're a powerful criminal organization with, like, weird ties and, like, you shouldn't fuck with them. And, like, he mentions that they have, like, a religious background. Yeah, like... Which is what I think, like, the idea that maybe his church is tied to the black hand and stuff. I mean, it would kind of make sense because, like, part of his church's symbol is a hand. Yeah. So, like, the black hand's, like, the evil secret part of this exact cult, of this exact religion, but hidden inside of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, though, so they are once again back at Jonas's office slash apartment. It's very obvious stuff. they did not have a lot of sets. They know they did not. And they're discussing what their next move is. And then there's a knock at the door. And Jonas, again, I love the director of this show. I don't. I didn't, I didn't take the time to research who the director is. Nah, man. But like the director was like, look. You got us. You got to sound the most suspicious you've ever been in your life. And Jay Baruchel turns to the door and goes, "I wonder who that could be." Yeah. So open the door and it's just a like tall guy in a dark cloak. Like you can see, like it's it's the layered cult cloaks again. So you can like see like some padding and like maybe armor underneath it. And like we see, we only see like the bottom part of their face. And we get a sinister smile. It's just like big and creepy. And it's just, I believe you have something that belongs to us. So Jonas goes to grab his mace, but the black hand like leader guy, like, super fucking quick. They and, just like, bust into the room. Yeah, they just start fighting and really quickly jonas and mia get uh overwhelmed and outnumbered yeah but so then we cut to a commercial break yep we cut back and jonas's apartment and office is trash and we're like we're slow panning like from the busted in door through the apartment yep and like everything's turned over and then there's jonas tending to mia who has been hurt yep. and the black hand are nowhere to be seen yeah like um I'm sorry. I mean, what, what the only thing that you missed was, like, we have a brief bit where, like, Mia's been knocked back, they're panting, and Jonas is like, you're never gonna away with this. Actually, he's like, you're never get the relic, and the leader's like, we'll see about that. Gets his men to steal it, and then they just dip, because they don't actually care about killing these fucks, they just want the relic. Yeah, and then we cut to commercial, cut back. Yeah, and then Jonas is just like, we failed, and Mia's like, Mia's really just kind of like, well, I don't give a fuck about the relic, what about my fucking sister? Yeah. I helped you get this relic. It's that not my fault you done. lost it. That Our deal was, help you get the relic, you help my sister. And he's like, well, find her but first we need to regroup figure out our next move and then there's this really big crash from outside and then it, it, there's another crash louder mm. closer and jonas uh picks his maze up off the floor from where it's sitting from their fight and she's like we're not alone well assumingly not you're in a fucking city you're in like the equivalent of a fucking brownstone <coughs> and these villains just ran off i assume there's a bunch of shit going on so he creeps over to the window and mm-hmm. they look out the window and they see a figure illuminated only by moonlight from the back so we can't see their face but and then they walk into like the range of one of the fucking gaslit lamps and then mia is like it's Claire. It's my sister who, yeah. as far as I can tell, is a no-name actress I've never seen before in I my life. I fucking clue, man. So they both rush outside, and as we get closer to Claire, we see, like, her eyes are pale, uh, like, just zoned out completely, yeah, and she's her, holding, like... Oh. Her face is pale. And her eyes are kind of, like, whited, almost blind. Like, her eyes are still technically pale. I'm not wrong. I'm just not as correct as I could be. And she's holding, again, a different fucking orb. It's an orb, but she's holding a different fucking orb-like thing. Yeah. And Jonas is just like, what is that? I think the answer is obvious. Another magical fucking orb. And then this actress, I don't know if like the direction was be as Kristen Stewart and Twilight as you can be, <laughs> or if like this is just the actress's choice. Like in the single most monotonous tone I've ever heard is like, you must come with me. Yeah. And Mia's just like freaking out. She's like, what's going on? What do we do? Jonas, you have to do something. So Jonas like kind of tries to like lunge forward. Yeah. And then Claire like raises this fucking like orb in her hand. There's a giant flash of light, and we see Jonas and Mia thrown backwards, like, towards the camera, and then the screen just cuts to black. And that's the end of episode one. Yep. The curse. So, what are your thoughts on episode one of Shadowed Faith? 
It's a better version of the Dresden Files than the Dresden Files was. We're talking about the Dresden Files TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, be yeah. honest, I completely forgot we watched that. Like, un- literally until you mentioned it right now. Mm-hmm. It was a bad idea. I remember nothing about it. Oh, it was wait, bad. Wait, wait, wait. I remember one thing. Um, Detective Lance from Arrow plays Dresden. Yes. That is all I remember. The show was a bad adaptation. This show is better even if its budget is, like, distinctly lower. I mean, it's not much lower. They're both sci-fi originals. I mean, how, how Yeah. Much? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's fine. It's weird to see Jerry, Jay Baruchel, like, attempting a serious role, even in a show that has, like, comedy tones to it at the point. I mean, he's done serious roles before, but it's, like, it's weird, because it feels like he's supposed to be being grittier slash more serious, and the world's definitely meant to be more serious, whereas, like, when he's done serious roles, it's been, like, I am a normal person, but serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a show, like... The only thing keeping me invested in the show at this point, being season one, episode one, is the fact that the concept of detective agency but medieval is uh, interesting from a conceptual standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's just a fun thing. It's a fun yeah. gimmick. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm of the exact same opinion. Like, fun gimmick. Color me intrigued. I like it. It amuses me. But so far, the storytelling hasn't been the best. Like, it's not been bad, but, like, a lot of the dialogue just feels kind of phoned in. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so we go, we go to episode two now, Darkness Within. Yep. And, and um, we're ex- we're outside of Jonas's apartment in that alleyway again. Yeah, we are literally picking up, like, right from where episode one ended. It was, I feel like this was probably aired, like, a two-episode date, like, premiere. Maybe, but that also feels like too much of a commitment from, from sci-fi. Well, the, the times, the time, the amount of time this episode wrote, these runs are a little weird the first one's only like 37 minutes and the second one's like uh just over 39 so it feels like a show that they did like an hour and a half debut episode for yeah it's sci-fi like they would do that they do weird wonky shit so we pick up immediately back with jonas and me outside after the whole claire thing and they're both sitting up groaning disoriented in pain looking around for claire and she's fucking gone and jonas is like that definitely wasn't your sister and mia's freaking out she's like what do you mean how is that not my sister what happened to her it was something else i don't know but that looked like some kind of cursed object i love that the first episode's called the curse yeah but we get zero about a curse in the first episode no 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 we know that they have a cursed relic Okay, fair enough. And she's just immediately just like, well, we have to find her. We have to help her. We can't let her fucking suffer like this. And then Jonas is like, well, yeah, but uh, we're going to have to figure out what we're doing with first. Let's go see my contact in the temple. I mean, so yeah, we do mention a religious organization again. There's a fucking temple. Yeah, I just, it's obviously not his temple. Like, Yeah, and it also doesn't have a lot of like religious overtones. It honestly is almost like the same like setup as like a Greek healing temple from like shit, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's... It's it feels very, more like a scholarly temple as in like a place of education. Yeah, although it is called the Temple of Divine Light, so yeah. some of a religious overtone here. But they go in, and Jonas leads Mia to a small office in the back of the like cathedral. Yep. Uh, well, cathedral's a wrong word. I guess chapel. Temple. Yeah, that's fine. And there's this really old guy in like kind of vestimenty robes, but like also almost like wizardy robes. He's I don't. He's kind of like the stereotypical sci-fi old man. He's yeah. got like a, he's got, he's got like a full beard. It was like, look, if we could have, we would have gotten Sir Christopher Lee, but we could not do that. So here's this guy. He got a good. He has a good beard. So we uh we, we cast him. And Jonas knocks, but then opens the door before the person. Yeah. Like, and this older man turns around and is surprised to see Jonas there. He's, he's just like, Jonas, it's been a while. What are you doing here? I expected him to call him kiddo. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Jonas introduces Mia. Says that, like, we're dealing with some sinister shit. We need your help. Mia's sister's been taken. 
So and uh, so then we get his name here somewhere. I don't remember where. I, may, I think Jonas may have greeted him or some shit. It's Jack. Yeah, his, the guy's I, name is Jack. I noted it. And he's just like, come in, come in then. And so they step into the office. It's like fucking filled with books, scrolls, like a weird tablet. He has... In addition to the chair he has behind his desk, yeah. which kind of looks like a, an office chair that somebody took the wheels off of. It really does. He has two, like, really plush, like, nice chairs across from his mm-hmm. desk, which I like. But at the same time, why does, why is your chair, the chair you sit in most often, the, the like, worst chair in the room? True, but I mean, they look kind of like, okay, follow me on this, like, an underfunded local library, so, like, every library. Yeah. Like, a kind of, like, blown out old, like, reading chair. Like, it's definitely been used for years, and you can tell the stuffing's not sitting right. But it's the perfect napping chair. It's, but it's the perfect napping chair, and, like, you can kind of hunch down, and if you need to, it's, they look like those types of chairs. You know what I'm talking about, uh, so, listener. they get into a conversation about the, cur- the cursed object, the orb. Yeah. that uh claire had at the end of the last episode but jack is like look i'm gonna need a few things bef- to break to break a curse like that well i mean at first he's like literally stroking his beard and it's like a cursed object you say that's a serious matter only a few ways to break curses yes and he's like it's not gonna be easy to get the things we need yeah but if you could get them we can break the curse yeah and obviously this is a we'll do whatever it takes kind of scenario mm-hmm. Because he's like, the way he talks about it, there's really two ways to get rid of a cursed object. You can break it, or you can dispel the magic. I love the idea that you could just, like, take a cursed object and smack it with a sledgehammer, and the curse is gone. Yeah, but but I mean, Jack makes it clear that, like, breaking or dispelling magic both work to destroy the cursed object. One is a lot safer, and not nearly as potentially deadly, and that is dispelling the magic, which is what he needs stuff for them to get, so he can try that. He then tells them how to track cursed objects. Yeah, because they also need that. Yeah. Obviously. Because Mia's like, okay, but like we can, we can get rid of the curse, but how do we find her? How do we find the curse? He's like, oh, I could show you how to track cursed objects. And he like t- shows them, he like gives them a spell, like a scroll. Yeah. And then he also hands them like another scroll. And he's like, and this is a blessing that can protect her from further harm, but it's only a temporary measure. Only use it when you have to. Yeah. And Jonas is just like, cool, we'll take whatever help we can get. Where do we start? And then Jack's just like, well, on the outskirts of town, there's an old wizard friend of mine. I love how like they definitely went, oh, where can the wizard be? And um, somebody was like, look, we don't have budget to build another, like, yeah. another, to, like build another city set. So we're gonna build. We're like gonna put this like shack yep. next to a creek in the middle of the woods wherever we're filming. Yeah, and that's gonna be it. Yep. And Jack's like, I have an old wizard like acquaintance lives out in the city. Lives outside of the city. He's dabbled with dark magic. He might be able to help you track a cursed object. Really, Jack's just like, look, bro, I can help dispel it. I don't know how to fucking track this shit. I'm not going out of my way to fucking find cursed objects. It's wild that I even had the spell here already. Yeah. Like, you'll have to take that to the wizard yourself. Yeah. And so then they're off to see the wizard. The wonderful wizard of, we have no idea what the fuck the place the city is called. It's, that's, I didn't. Huh. We haven't got a city name, a kingdom name, other than the chat, the temple, the temple of divine light. We haven't got any religious order names. And Jonas's detective agency doesn't have a name. His door just says <laughs> Jonas. Just says Jonas and has a fucking symbol on it. He doesn't even have a name on it. It literally just says Jonas. Ah, uh, sci-fi, never, never stop, never stop to impress me, sci-fi. Okay, so they're off to see the wizard. and The wonderful wizard of the creek yeah. in the woods. So they get there. It's like a kind of rundown cabin surrounded by trees and vines. And so they knock on the door. It opens. And there's a wizard. Kind of cranky. Just like, what do you want? Yeah, you're not delivering that. You want to talk about me not delivering the nasal? He's like, what do you want? He's like, yeah. This is the physical embodiment of Jafar pretending to be an old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so Jonas is like, we're looking for a cursed object. Can you help us? He's like, what makes you think I can help you? And Jonas is like, well, well Jack I- told us that you've worked with dark magic in the past. Yeah, I've been told you, you have some experience <clears throat> with it. Look, man, I'm not going to fucking leave until you help me. <laughs> and then this wizard who, like, leaning over on a st- stick mm-hmm. is like, fine, come in. Well, I mean, like, he hesitates and his eyes seem to, like, flicker down to, like, the symbol on Jonas's chest and then he lets him in. Yeah. So. Uh, so they enter the cabin, which is similarly cluttered to the office, and in fact, I would wager that they recycled some of these quote-unquote mystic objects that are laying around. Yeah, it's just, like, the shelves are more ramshackle, and the table is obviously leaning in one direction. Um, and then the wizard, like, he sit, he's, she gestures for them to sit down on, like, this, like, old, like, couch. Like, it's not a couch. What are they called? They, like, it's a long seat with, like, curled arms. Might be, it's, it's a type of couch. Um, a cite, like, the, the one that's spelled, like, S-E-T-E or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's gonna fucking fall apart any moment. Like, legitimately. It has, like, patches on it and shit. And, like, the, the, the best part, like, he gestures for them to sit down on this couch. Yeah. And I almost just called her old Becky. Mia just, like, sits down without even thinking about it. But Jonas is, like, casually, like, very tentatively, like... Lightly perches on the very fucking edge of the arm. And he sits so down so slowly yeah. on it. Like, he's like, I don't even know if this is gonna hold me. Yeah. So the wizard's just like, what kind of cursed object are you looking for? And Jonas is just like, well, it's a small, intricately designed orb. Um, Pulses with dark auras. And it seems to cause harm to those around it. Maybe, like sapping souls or like blinding flashes of magic um mind control i don't really know what's a cursed object and the best part is the wizard's like uh-huh I, he, he nods he's like uh-huh 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 that sounds like a cursed orb of shadow it's a rare and dangerous artifact indeed which i'm sorry a cursed orb of shadow but like the one thing we've seen it do so far is give a blinding flash of light you cannot have shadow without light fuck it i guess sure <laughs> uh. So he's um, immediately just like, can you help us find it? My sister, it's with my sister, but like, her life's at stake. Like, what's going on? Can you help us find it? And the wizard's like, I might be able to help you, but it won't be easy. And like, it's funny because this scene is literally the last scene, but with a different old man. Yes. And he's like, well, the orb is likely hidden by powerful magic and it'll take a skilled mage to track it down. We literally came to this man to be sent to a different type of magic user. He's like, Jonas is like, okay, if the you're- The one if- important thing we learned from him is it's called the cursed orb. It's called a cursed orb of shadow. Yeah. So the, 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 the wizard's like, there is a mage in the city who specializes in tracking cursed objects, but be warned, she is not to be trusted. Yeah. So Mia's like, we'll take our chances. I got to save my sister. What's her name? Then the wizard, like, he actually seems like really recalcitrant to like say anything more but she's like her name is lyrian um be careful she has a dark reputation and her methods are not always ethical and jonas is like keep that in mind thanks du- thanks man bye yeah so they step up leave and we linger on the shot with the wizard um as oh. they're leaving like they're halfway <clears> on <throat> the door when the wizard speaks up and she's like one more thing if you do manage to find the orb destroy it immediately do not let it fall into the wrong hands and jonas is like we won't all good man kind of what we plan on doing anyways so we cut to an abandoned building or there's no lights on and the windows are broken out yeah but it's the same alleyway set again like it's from a different angle this time but i promise you this is the same alley we can't see jonas's stairs but like i mean i think jonas's stairs legitimately might be on like that fucking like like fucking uh ramshackle like it looks like it was once maybe like a smaller like little horse tie up stable thing because like there's a bunch of fucking wood just leaning against one of the fucking walls in the background. I legitimately just think that's where his stairs are supposed to be. Like maybe the stairs are like part of a set that could be moved down, but they're just like leaning up against a fucking wall. Yeah, they 100% just reusing part of the same set again. And so they get to like the entrance of this abandoned building and there's a hooded figure waiting for them. 
who then is like, ah, you must be Jonas and Mia. I've been expecting you. I have to tell you, every time some somebody like says, oh, Jonas, yeah. my mind was like, my name is Jonas. Same, every time, every, every time. It's been playing through my, my head this entire review. So Jonas is like, who, who are you? And she's like, I'm Lyrian, mage extraordinaire. And I hear you're looking for something. And I love how Mia is just like immediately like, yeah, we're looking for the Orb of Shadows. The Cursed Orb of Shadows. Do you know where we can find it? Can you help us? And Lyrian's just like, maybe, but first let's talk business. Like she says it in like more of like a teasy way, but it literally comes across like she looks and she's like, it's like uh, her expression means, what the fuck do you think we're doing here? Like, yes, I'm going to do this, but this is, this is business. This is how you do black market business. Well, like she's wearing a cloak, yeah. but in the next scene, when we actually go in the building and after she removes her cloak, she is like edgy goth to like the extreme. Like she has like these like black bangles and bracers and like. Yeah. Leather ties is like... Yo, straight up though, nice to see in a fantasy setting an elf, not with blonde hair. Yeah, but she's 100% like the edgy stereotype. Like, assume- also, first non-human we fucking seen. That's true. Uh, well, maybe one of the cultists. <laughs> true, maybe. They wear fucking hoods all the time. But like, the fact that like, Mio just like came out and was like, oh yeah, we're looking for this. She's like, that's not how we do this. Like, yeah. The- so, like, as me is, like, rambling about, like, all the shit and being, like, well, how do we do this? Jonas is, like, look, we don't have a lot. We're trying to save someone's life. And then he's, like, cool. Um, I guess I, I can help you out of the goodness of my heart. But it's going to cost you a fucking favor. And me is immediately, like, we'll do whatever it takes. We just have to tell us, find the orb for us. And then he's, like, oh, I will. But first, let's see what you're made of. It just makes them go through a fucking test. Like, just test them for some fucking reason. Yeah, so she leads them into the abandoned building. Um, And, like, the tests are, like... There's an illusion puzzle where like Jonas has to figure out like which cup actually has the poison in it. Like it's yeah. it, like he she doesn't even tell him what what's going on. She just like hands him two cups and she's like, "I need you to drink one of these." Yeah, I mean the way he solves it's pretty fun though. Like he pulls out the fucking silver mirror, which I guess like because silver reveals truth or some shit, and, like some like weird shit. And it's just like looking at the reflection of it. And, like they're all like clear liquid except in the mirror, one of them shows up like fucking black acorn or some shit. Mm-hmm. So like I guess the illusion on that was just like i'll make them all look and smell like water water doesn't really have a smell but mia gets a like scene where she like disarms a trap yeah like it was a chair that's trapped like she i think the the assumption was liren thinks mia's stupid yeah uh but i think that the most enjoyable one of these scenes was like i want to call it an owlbear but like owlbears are copyrighted and sci-fi is definitely not fucking with wizards yeah but it was like a big monster bear that jonas had a fight yeah and like it's the most action scene we've had in this episode it's technically more of an action scene than the alley fight True. episode one downside though the big bear monster thing is bad cgi because it's sci-fi oh it's terrible cgi it's so so bad it kind of looks like uh the first time they did the full werewolf transformation mm. in being human but with fur makes sense because for some reason werewolves and being human didn't have fur yeah but they make it through the trials and they get to a hidden chamber like like Liren pours them into like a little chamber and just in the fucking chamber is her and the cursed orb of shadow do we know why she has it? No, she just fucking has it. Yeah. Uh, Lir- Liren's like, there it is. The, the curse over shadow. And Jonas is like, is it the right one? Are, are, are you sure? And it's like, of course I'm sure. Do you think I'd go through all this trouble for a fake? My assumption is like one of two things. Either she's like completely evil because like she's, you know, it says she's not to be trusted. Or because it's like this trial is done in like kind of a montage thing because we do cut back and forth between them doing different trials. Yeah. She just went off and found the orb without them. And then came back and was like, here's your orb. <laughs> uh, and I don't fucking know which one it is 
And Mia's like, we need to, we need to take it and destroy it immediately before it could cause more harm. Uh, and Liren's immediately like, up, 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 up. before you do that, you owe me a favor. And Liren's like, I have this issue with a rival mage who has been encroaching on the territory. Apparently mages are like wizards if they were gang leaders. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would like, think like, that's the only assumption I have here. They're just like gangster wizards. Uh, and she's like, I have this rival mage. I need you to like take care of him for me. <laughs> And he's like, you want us to kill someone? And he's like, no, 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 not necessarily. He just definitely can't cause me trouble anymore. And Jonas is like, we're, we're not going to do that. We came here for the orb. We're not, not assassins. to be assassins. And Larry's like, suit yourself. But uh, you're walking out of here without the orb then. And like Mia's like, you can't blackmail us into doing dirty work for you. Yeah. And Larry's immediately like, good luck fucking finding and saving your sister then. And then Liren just, like, walks the fuck out of the room. She, like, leaves them in there with the cursed orb. Like, they're not going to take it without, like, they're too good. Like, they've given the impression that they're goody two-shoes. So I think Liren just, like, either has the orb trapped, which, like, she yeah. just tested them a bunch. So, like, why would you not think they could get away, get around a trap? Or she's like, they're too good of people to, like, just steal something from me. Yeah, so they literally, Jonas literally just, like, walks up to it, looks at it for, like, a good 30 seconds, picks it up, and she's like, well, we can't leave this here, and it's too dangerous. And Mia's like, yeah, we'll have to destroy it here and now. And they just leave. Well, first, Jonas like, we have to make sure we can't be interrupted. Mia's just, like, flirtatiously says, I have an idea. And we cut scenes, and they're both just like, their clothes and hair all are disheveled. And I don't know if it implies they fucked or fought the way out. I'm confused here. I like the idea that they fucked their way out. Like, what? Like, it's such a wild scene. <clears throat> uh, but we then have them going into a blacksmith shop, which we can, which, unlike the, the Iron Kraken, does not get a special, like, hanging sign. It's just an anvil yeah, with a hammer. I assume we're not coming back here. Um, and Especially after what happens in a moment. <laughs> and Jonas is like, we need you to destroy this. Melt it down. And the blacksmith is like, are, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, we're sure. It's the only way to destroy it for good. And he's like, but cursed objects can have unpredictable effects when they're destroyed. This guy just fucking knows about cursed objects. Who the fuck all knows about cursed objects besides Jonas and Mia? And so Jonas and Mia then watch the blacksmith as he heats up his furnace and yeah. puts the cursed orb in it. Which we get like, I would say a fun effect, but again, it's bad sci-fi CGI. Where it's, it's like, it's like womp, 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 Yeah, it's womp, 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 but the womping is like a dark purplish black and like distorting. Like it almost seems like they're trying to do like a gravitational lensing slash like waving coming off of it, but it, it looks bad. It almost seems like they're trying to do like a gravitational lensing or like wave coming off of it, but it just looks bad. Yeah, it's literally just purple concentric rings like mm-hmm. being after affected onto the uh, film. And so the orb actually does start to melt, but as it melts, like the ore gets thicker and thicker and like they start to look kind of sick. And then the blacksmith just like drops it and stumbles back in fear. And then he yells, get it out of here. Take it away quickly. Yeah. Um, so Jonas just like grabs the tongs like I was using and grabs the fucking molten, partially molten orb and runs out of it with me. And they just like chuck it in a nearby river. Yeah. It makes like, I like the, like, the logic of the blacksmith being like next to a river. Smart. Yeah. I don't know if they actually thought about that or if they were like, He's got to throw it in the water. Because this thing explodes, like, big time. Like, to the degree that we see the water go up, we see, like, dark energy go up, and it does damage some of the blacksmith's shop. And Mia's like, is it over? Is the curse gone? Jonah goes, uh, I don't know. We won't, we won't know for sure until Claire recovers. And Mia goes, let's find out. And then suddenly we know where Claire is. Like, she's in a hospital bed. I, I don't know, like, maybe she collapsed somewhere and they got notified. I don't. The end of this episode starts to, like, lose its light. It's like they had a, a good idea. But they're like, oh, shit, we're running out of time. They probably ran out of time because they went to a fucking wizard in the woods to learn nothing. <laughs> so we're in a hospital. It's, it's a little, like... 
Hospital is a strong term. But like, I would term it an infirmary at best. Yeah, I'll just say it reminds me, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of like the um, happiness is a warm gun scene from across the universe. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to say at best, it reminds me of like a TB hospital. Yeah, which is where I was going. Like, Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. That's not a TB hospital. It's like... But like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of similar vibe. Same aesthetics. And we actually see Claire wake up and her eyes are clear. She locks onto Mia. Mia, you're here. And like Mia smiles and she's like, how are you? And Claire's like, better, I think, but it's it's still there. The, the darkness. darkness and just like we we destroyed the cursed orb the curse should be lifted you're fine i love how he's like i, I love how jonas like is like no i did my job you're good now no the medical complaints you a woman have are not valid appropriate for time period except it's fantasy so not really and claire just immediately is shaking her and she's like it's not it's not that simple the darkness it's inside of me now no no see every time she says the darkness you're 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 miss you missed the part the darkness well she's like the darkness it's inside me now yeah there's a pause between each time the fucking darkness gets said and he's like what do you mean and claire's like the the mage who cursed me he used the orb to bind a demon to me and then we cut to black yep that's the end of episode two which was entitled Darkness Within. Darkness Within. Makes sense. Kinda. Uh, we we just get the stinger of like, there's darkness inside of me. Does not deal with the rest of the episode. Maybe they name the episodes for the episode coming up. Because like this one deals more with a cursed orb than the first one did. Or maybe all the episodes are like technically spoilers for the end of the episode. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen shows with weirder naming conventions for episodes. Yeah, like one sitcom where all the episodes are named the one with or the one, that one. God, stop. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, final thoughts on sci-fi original Shattered Faith. It really lost its, like, footing in episode two. Yeah. Um, I can <clears> see why it only got one season if episode two is the portent of what's to come in the show. I do like the idea that, like, Jonas is, like, amassing a tiny little, like, mystery-solving gang. Yeah, I guess. Or a harem. I like the first one more. <laughs> He's it's right now. It's him, Nia, and Mia's younger sister. Maybe Illyrian? <clears throat> <laughs> that's leading to the harem idea i prefer to imagine that the unnamed wood wizard though joins his team <laughs> and then jack is their giles <laughs> uh i don't know i i the concept still intrigues me yeah i want the show to be good but this episode is distinctly not yeah yeah which i don't think so, sorry, I'll let you finish your final thoughts. Like, final thoughts. Final. Like, um, would you watch more or whatever? I don't think I would watch more. I wish I would, but I don't think I would. Yeah. And part of it's because in 2017, a show that has this... Um, this as an episode should not, like, should not be a thing. Because... This is the type of like TV filler you got in TV series like Buffy, mm. where you didn't have a full episode worth of like ideas. Or like early Lost Girl, if we're talking sci fi original. Yeah. Uh, well, Lost Girl is not technically a sci fi original. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's sci fi original in the States. Yeah. Um, but. And what I mean by that is, like, the plot was is is overly elongated by inserting, yeah. like, the same plot, the same, like, episode... Oh, what's it called? Episode elements? Uh, the same story beat yeah. multiple times, where, like, the first time we go and meet Jack, and the second time we go and meet the unnamed wizard, and the and third time... we go time, meet Lyrian. Or we could have just, like, had him know who Lyrian was from the get-go. Yeah. Like... Or if you really feel the need to introduce Jack in case he comes up later. Yeah, or just Jack, do Jack, Jack could to know Lyrian. where Lyrian is, yeah. Uh, who Lyrian is. Or but, if for some reason you don't want Jack to know some shady character because he's, like, the good guy, Jack suggests how you handle it. Jonah's like, oh, I know someone who can help with that. Goes to find Lyrian. Yeah. It makes sense he's a detective, assumedly. Like, should assumedly have, like, come, some kind of shady ties. Yep. Uh, not really worth watching, in my, in my opinion. Most... 
most sci-fi originals really aren't. There's sci-fi is got a very wide range of shows. Yeah. Where on the top end you have stuff like Being Human, like the literal best adaptation of British television of all time. Resident and, Aliens, good. And on the and on the low end you have shit filler like the first troll movie yeah yeah i'm not going to talk shit about troll 2 because apparently that's a masterpiece no idea i, I only hear about people talk about troll 2 in the best regards apparently it's so bad it's good kind of thing gotcha, gotcha. how about you what do you think of shadowed faith again i am also very much again i am very much a fan of like the gimmick slash like plot idea like story idea there of detective fantasy fun stuff but yeah this episode really like seems to lose its thread like it doesn't know how it's supposed to get from a to b it just kind of meanders there yeah and we didn't mention it anywhere at all because it doesn't really matter but it does slightly annoy me this episode like soundtrack wise it's not bad but it's like the most stereotypical like oh this is a fantasy movie and or show i will say the fact that they managed to license limp biscuits i've got to have faith for the montage video for like the testing montage was wild but it was also very very fucking out of place with everything else in the soundtrack because it's not like we did a cover of it it was just straight up limp biscuits gotta have faith which is a which is a cover in of itself like yeah yeah but like I, they I, didn't they didn't do a cover to like make it fit with the rest of the soundtrack diegetically i don't i don't think they were trying to make it fit diegetically they were like montage set to upbeat music let's go yeah but no i would not watch more of this okay that's a lie i'm <laughs> I have a weird soft spot for bad sci-fi original shows and movies. I, I I would watch more of this occasionally. Like this would be a I am bored. It wouldn't I will take watch you long to finish stupid. it. Yeah, like, I know. Like it wouldn't take me long to finish it. So I'd be like, I am bored. Let's watch something stupid that's mildly entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's Shadowed Faith, a 2017 sci-fi original television show. Yep. Uh. It's it's simultaneously unfortunate that it only has one season, but also based on the second episode. Understandable. Yeah. Also, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how sci-fi thought they were going to keep paying Jay Baruchel. Like, they have to have realized that he was going to cost them more money than they could afford. He's, like, permanently tied to Dis- DreamWorks forever. DreamWorks, like, like, with How to Train Your Dragon and shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this was literally, like, I assume production for this was, like, roughly while he was still doing, like, Race to the Edge bullshit television series stuff. Fair enough. And then since it was 2017, it was, like, just a few years before the third movie. Okay so like yeah he's like tied to that series like forever yeah i, I assume dreamworks is paying him bank because he's their like yeah. main character uh but yeah i it's cool to see Vinny jones do something although I mean, he's just I, a fun character actor i wish he got more bit yeah he doesn't even really show up in the second episode but they go back to the bar like what once i believe so i don't yeah. remember but i don't think i saw him there so i don't remember like i said bartender not 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 <laughs> not keep he didn't have shift the next day so uh, yeah that's kind of all so like if you want to reach out to us and let us know if you've ever fucking like watched this show and if you have weird opinions on it because sci-fi for some reason is like one of the most polarizing things you can talk about when it comes to like shows and original series like people are obsessed with like sci-fi's original content you can do that by emailing us at copilotsreview at gmail.com you can also tweet us at copilotsreview which is also the handle for our hive account indeed or you can find a link to both of those our email and twitter by going to copilotsreview.symbolcast.com where you can find also our our additional links for patreon discord youtube i think that's everything yep sounds right and also if you want to like leave us a review and let us know what you think of co-pilots feel free to do that there hasn't been any new reviews so i can't read any of those aloud to you yep but remember if you leave a five star or higher review we'll read your review live on air and by live i mean pre-recorded on the podcast anyways though thanks for flying with us and please fly again soon